Quiz. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Tops. 50 Randy Quiz. Alright, it's just a stock in the fair here. Like, they're loving it. 50 Randy Quiz. What was I going to do when I was 10? We watch movies so you don't have to. Cage Talk. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades, a movie review podcast. I am your host with the most, Nicholas Cage Movies. I am super humble and ya boy, Chucky B. With me, my co-hosts, as always, JT. I'm a wizard, Becky. Money. And Johnny Spade, baby. You know, that's right. This is episode 135. Hashtag Cage Talk Edition. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And if you weren't aware, this is the 56th edition of Hashtag Cage Talk. Yeah, so we watched uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, the 56th Nicolas Cage classic. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to 50randyquades.com. You can let us know what the fuck is up. So this is probably the coolest job ever. I fucking hate that tagline. <laughs> I really do. I can't work with that. I did. I wanted to just ignore it. but I Oh. Mean, I was like, what are you talking about for a minute? <laughs> yeah, that is a fucking dumbass tagline. Well, considering especially that there is a couple of times where I'm like, what is his like day job? Whose day job? Dave's. I don't think he had one. He's a student. Yeah. Yeah, but then like he was also like a teacher's aide, right? Because he was about to teach that class. Sure. So there's his job. And then in his free time, he's a mad scientist. All right, yeah. So I'm sure you're going to learn all that and a couple things more in the trailer for The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm calling it right now. There's a spot in this movie where Jay Baruchel yells, clear my mind. Are you crazy? And then Nick Cage like holds his fingers up like real close to each other like a little bit. I guarantee you that's in this trailer. I'm calling it right now. I haven't watched it. Y'all find out right now if I'm wrong and I'm. Sorry if I am. All right, all right. Well, if you're right, I'm totally keeping it. You should keep it either way. Then I'll look like a fool. Everything you thought you knew about the world is about to change. Two weeks ago, I was just a normal college kid. Let's get a bumping. <laughs> Thank you. And then he showed up. Hello, Dave. You are going to be a force for good and a very important sorcerer. What? All over the world, dark forces are gathering. Hello, Balthazar. You've been chosen to stop them. Sock. Let's go train. I'm gonna give you the basics. Weapon of choice. Plasma bolt. I got one. And again. Oh, oh, I did it. Something about you seems different. I'm a sorcerer. Well, that's new. This should be a lot of fun. 
great men have always been called. This is your calling. No way. That's my car. Whoops. Crazy. But it is fun. Now it's my turn. Every sorcerer needs a nice pair of pointy shoes. These are old man shoes. Excuse me? I love them. A lot. And we are back doing witchcraft again. Yeah, yeah, we're back in the saddle, right? No, not it's not a saddle this time. If anything, we're on the broomstick, even though. Yeah, no, that would the mops handle. The mop handle that. Yeah, we're mopping it up, or we're trying to at least. Yeah, and I just want to say, first off, before we even get into the normal shtick, lol, lots of love. Give it, get it, got it, good. Yeah, yeah, you know that's right. You know that's right. You're just ripping right through it. <laughs> I just figured we all we know it and we should address it, sure, but we don't need to spend thirty seconds on it. No, no. But now talking about it is going to extend it out even further, so I've defeated my purpose, but here we are. Yeah. So if you're new to the show, I just want to let you guys know that this is hashtag talk edition. And we're gonna talk about everything. Nicholas Cage. Or at least we fucking mean to. But I'm super humble. I don't know about all y'all, but I don't want to talk about it today. With my humbleness, I like to give a warning to let you know that after this warning, I'm going to spoil the shit out of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And then you'll know all about it in case you want to watch it. But the warning is going to be now. and It's going to be three seconds long. I'm going to count down from three. Starting now. Three. Two. One. So let me talk to you about a really stupid fucking concept called the Prime Merlinian. Uh, actually, maybe not. Maybe the concept's not stupid, but the name the is name. fucking stupid. Where Jay Baruchel is a blood relation to the Sorcerer Merlin, who is real and was defeated by Morgan Lefay, Morgana Lefay, back in Arthurian times. And then she got trapped inside the body of Nicolas Cage's love, and then she gets brought back to life later by Bad Dude Horvath. And then everyone ends up dead, except for the good guys who all live. And it probably is a terrible job, honestly. A uh, lot of power, but as we've learned from Spider-Man, which takes place in the same city, a lot of responsibility. So just watch Spider-Man. No, I'm sorry. That's not fair to this movie. It was or a lot Doctor of fun. Strange. It was a lot of fun. But, or Doctor Strange, yeah. So this was an action-adventure family fantasy movie. Are you going to say something there, Spade? Do what? I saw what you were going to say. It looked like you were about to say something. Negative. Oh, right, 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 right. So this movie is rated PG for its fantasy action violence. Fantasy action murder. Yeah. Homicide. Yeah. No, one of them was definitely a murder. There's at least one murder in this movie. 
there's also some mild rude humor and some brief language. Mild rude humor was the dog farting, and brief language was heck and sexy. The peeing too. The dog Ooh, peeing. Dog peeing. Urination. Too. Very crude. So. Oh, and the mop goosed him that one time. Got him right in the taint. They did. And he was all like, Becky, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I just got goosed by a mop. You don't understand. She's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> goosed by a mop? Is that some weird sex thing you're trying to get into? He's like, he's like I'll Uncle tell you later. Bartholomew or whatever? <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I'll tell you later when I'm peeking at you through a window at the restaurant. And you'll see. And then chase me up his building. You know what? I thought it was weird when he was stalking her at first, but then she stalked him later. So I'm like, all right, it's just a stalking affair here. Like, they're loving it. Wait, did you ever tell him about the note? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, at the end, did. at the end. I didn't catch it. Well, I think we was were pretty after, much checked out of the movie well, at that point. It was after she already, like, kissed him, too. And she's all like, oh, yeah, boyfriend. Hold on. Show. Let's, let's give Jay a little bit of credit. He finally did kiss her. Yeah, yeah. Finally. Finally. And then she was like, yes, I did say yes on the note. And he's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. He's like, I don't care because I got you now. And that's what matters. What was I going to do when I was 10? Hold your hand? Yes. I think that's what 10-year-olds Dude, do. And I think... When was it Horvath was at his dorm room or apartment or whatever that was. And he had that his paper up on the fridge. I think it said seventh grade. And then he said, I was nine. What do you want? And, like, and then 10 was referenced a number of times. But if I think back seventh grade, I'd have like been like 12. 12. Yeah. yeah, dude, they were really bad with math on this movie. If that's the case. It's not about math. It's about science and it's about magic. Math doesn't fit into that at all. There's no science that involves math, right? Not at all. Not at all. It's a lot of equations. No, that's not true. Let's not get into it. <laughs> so, that is weird. Yeah, they didn't handle age very well in this. And then again, Nicolas Cage and all these other motherfuckers are like thousands of years old, it seems yeah. like. Well, let me throw some more math at you. And the number of dates. This movie... <laughs> it's just one of those, right? Dates. Well, like the date this movie came out. That's what I'm trying to reference. Yeah, just one, though. Not multiple. Well, there he takes her on dates in the movie. <laughs> okay, let's move forward to the numbers. <laughs> All right. So this movie came out on July 14th, 2010, debuting at number three overall in the top five for a $17.6 million in its uh, debut op- uh, opening weekend. Debut opening weekend. I don't know. I'm just throwing words together now here. But that is usually how talking works. You just throw words together. You just got to hope they're in the right order. Yeah. yeah. Or they even make sense to be there to begin with. So the the number one movie this weekend was also another brand new movie, Inception, with $62.7 million. And then Despicable Me. Another movie that killed it. At $32.8 million in its second week. And then we skip to the fourth movie. Uh, one of the Twilight movies, Eclipse, in its third week for $13.4 million. So there's a pretty drastic fall off from... The number two to the number three. I mean, there's a pretty drastic fall the entire way through here because from one to two, it falls like in half almost. And then it goes from that down to 17, then 13, and then to uh, uh, just under 12 with the number five movie, Toy Story 3, in its fifth week for $11.9 million. It's pretty hot for a fifth week. Yeah, and it's pretty hot because it's Toy Story, right? Well, let's talk about not being hot. And that's what this movie did domestically. million dollars and that's all coming off this base uh 150 million dollar budget this movie would have been a total bomb 
if it wasn't for all the foreign money that came in. Which is exactly why a sequel never happened, because if it flops that hard domestically, even if it hits hard across the world, they're just going to go, no thank you. Yeah. Not, not worth the time and investment to do this again. Yeah, because the uh, the money from all foreign lands came in at $152.1 million, so it made money just off its foreign income alone, and so the domestic was all bonus, but... It made two point one in foreign, which in itself, if that was all the profit they made, would be considered an abject failure. Yeah, and they are being actually smart right here, in my opinion, by cutting their losses. Even though I think that this movie was great, I think it was fun, but I'd imagine the overall critical reaction too didn't warrant pursuing uh, a sequel at the price point and the return on that investment. So yeah, so this movie made like a grand total of sixty five million dollars. All profit from the hashtag one true one true God Nicholas Cage. Oh, he was definitely the biggest name of this movie without a question. And speaking of our star and actors, there's also uh, as we talked about Jay Barshal Barshal Baruchel. I'm pretty sure Baruchel Baruchel. He played Dave. Another Dave. Didn't we have Dave and Kickass? I don't remember. No idea. I'm pretty sure it was Dave. And then there's uh, another noticeable name. Alfred Molina is Horvath. Teresa Palmer is Becky, who I don't know who that is. No, but she played a good Becky, right? I mean, everyone was fine in this, in their roles. I don't think anyone like knocked it out of the park, but no one did a bad job. Uh, Toby Keebell, he's uh, Drake Stone. Oh, okay, that fucking dickhead. And then these last two are kind of really... There's no need to even you have fucking, them. You fucking left off Monica Bellucci as fucking Vanessa, whatever her name is. Uh, Veronica. See, I didn't whatever. know. I didn't know who it was going to be. because I, I, Monica Bellucci is a big name compared to fucking Omar Benson Miller and James A. Stevens. You're putting middle names in there. You know they don't give a fuck. I literally just put whoever was like next on my thing. So I didn't, I didn't know who to put. So it, it always happens. I know, and that's why I'm always here to... Add that person into the mix. But this was... She reminded me of Liv Tyler. Oh, I could see that for sure. She kind of looked like it. I was like, man, if they would have got Liv Tyler in that role. The Italian Liv Tyler. Oh, that would have been good to have Liv Tyler in here. I mean, I guess you settle for the Italian Liv Tyler. I don't know if I'd consider it settling. It's not like Liv Tyler's a great actress either. No, but she's more known, I'd say, than this lady. Um, I know her from Super and Lord of the Rings. Pretty much all I can recall that she's in. Empire Records. I couldn't name you another Monica Bellucci movie though right now, so I don't know her at all. I know I've seen her in other stuff, but I just can't remember. But we've spent too much time on her already. Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah. offense, Monica, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But if you want to be on the show, contact us at uh, fifteenrandomquiz.com. So let's jump back a second. Let's talk about the writers of this movie. We got Lawrence Connor, we got Mark Rosenthal, we got Matt Lopez, the great Matt Lopez. I'm not. Why is he great? I have no idea. Right. Uh, how about the great John Turtletaub, yeah. his director? He's great. Fantastic director. Uh, hey, listen, Cage Talk Army, why don't you reach out and let us know? Because I'm pretty sure we've talked about a Turtletaub on the show before. I don't want to go back and figure out. Just tweet at us. Go to 50grandequays.com, email us, message us, let us know. Is it Turtletaub time? We've been talking about turtles all the time. I don't know. Is it turtle time? We've watched Ninja Turtles recently, too, so there's turtles everywhere. Yeah. And according to Wikipedia, the premise for this movie was Nick Cage's idea. Which is very interesting. Well, it's no wonder that this movie made money. Came from the brain of the one true guy. As I think they said at the end of the credits, like, inspired by, or like, 
suggested by the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia, which Johnny Spade had pointed out earlier, too. Well, not on this podcast, just to us in real life, guys, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't try to go back and listen to that part. Yeah, it didn't fuck, happen. What the fuck did Johnny Spade talk about Fantasia? Your memory is failing you. Or is it? Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get to that part of the program that everybody loves. The IMDB breakdown. Beth is all Blake, an apprentice of a legendary magician, Merlin. He must travel to his old teacher's successor. No, he must train his old teacher's successor. An introverted but resourceful physics prodigy. Ah, that's what he is. In the art of sorcery to prevent the return of Morgana Lafley. Lafley, yes. Lafley. Also, also, that's what he was. He talked about how much he loved physics in the beginning when he was talking to Becky, and she said she hated physics. It was yeah. right there, man. And he had his mad scientist lab fucking around with electricity and shit. He was loving physics. So he's like a Sheldon. No, because I don't think he's supposed to be autistic. I don't think Sheldon's really supposed to be autistic. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I was thinking about that, like watching it recently. I'm like, is he? Could he be autistic? I they never say that he is. No, because they never say that watched they, the whole show, so I don't know if they said it explicitly. But it is well, from they what say I've watched that so been, heavily implied. I'm come on. Well, they say that his mother had him tested. To be crazy, I don't think. I, Autism isn't crazy. I feel like you'd pick up on it. I'm not saying he's crazy, though. I didn't use those words. Oh, no, I know. That's what he's been. I'm saying that he was tested for being crazy. I'm, I'm sure they would at least find, potentially, that he could be autistic and let his mom I know. Listen, none of this is important to what we're going to get here. So let's not get ourselves canceled well, for talking about in autism. In a world where Sheldon Cooper is the sorcerer's apprentice. Oh, fuck that world. Maybe there's a multiverse here. Well, there Sheldon. is a multi. There's always a multiverse here. Multipass. And this one has to do with the Prime Meridian. I mean, I'm sure Doctor Strange is in this city, and Prime you know, what Meridian. Is it? No, Prime Meridian, like the line of longitude. Oh, I thought you said Prime Meridian. <laughs> no, I intentionally said it. All I, could think I can't of, even say it without laughing. After I heard Prime Meridian, all I could think was Prime Meridian. And well, in the beginning, I mad. thought they said the Prime Millennial. The prime millennial. This movie came out too early to be talking about millennials. Oh, I'm the prime millennial. <laughs> J- JT, buddy. Where's your fucking ring at? Prime millennial. Prime millennial, Chucky B. That's your new That's your new fucking... Someone needs to have a wrestling gimmick. They go by the prime millennial. And they just do all that fucking... Give it like another 10 shit. years. It needs to be happening right now. Millennial... We are fucking millennials. We're elder millennials, but... Yeah, I'm the prime. I don't think the elders are considered the prime. I am the prime. <laughs> okay, Mr. Humble. I'm the humblest and the primest of millennial. Okay, you need to just jump into what happens in this movie before All right. I start getting mad. All right, set the scene. Britain, 740. No, yes, 740 after death of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Damn, Merlin murdered by Morgana to start this movie. It was pretty cool. I'm going to give this movie credit for both its fight scenes and its special effects. I thought they were really well done. And it was it was nice because it laid out the foundation for this entire movie right there for you. It's all like, boom, bam, slice. Here's the deal. Nick Cage, he plays this cat named ba- Blathazar. Balthazar. Blathazar. Blathazar. Yeah, Blathazar Balki. Balthazar. <laughs> what did you say, Jay? Johnny's made? You're not going to try to set me down the wrong path. It's Balthazar. Balthazar. Balthazar Blake is our Nicolas Cage character, Balthazar. He is one of the three apprentices of Merlin. Yeah, so, and they're all like, yo, 
you got to set out and find the prime Merlinian. <laughs> the prime Merlinian. Come on, I mean, it's going to be so hard. So hard to get through this episode and keep saying that and not laugh at it. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. So he's got he's got to find this guy who's got the same bloodline as the merlin right so what happens is he gets the ring and puts in his hand and then like the dragon licks and humps his fingers and then latches on and boom you're merlin's kin yeah and so he finds this kid that just happens to stroll into his door well let's let's back it up though we because they set the scene we jumped from 740 after the death of our lord and savior amen and we jumped to the year 2000, yes. New York City, and they let us know it's the year 2000 play, by playing some Jimmy Eat World on the radio. And so they, that was a nice touch. They also put on the screen it was 2000. I fucking know that, but I'm saying the song they chose was very much like the one later that I'm sure you'll bring up. You're like, oh, I recognize that from back then. I recognize this one from 2000. All right. Motherfucker. Well, we got Young Dave. And he's all like drawing on the school bus, and his buddy's like, "Not supposed to do that, Dave." And Dave's like, "I don't care, I'm a rebel." And then the girls all like, "That looks pretty sexy, Dave." And he's like, "I did it for you, babe." The girl is Becky, by the way. They date back to this yes. scene when he's a child. Either, Becky. He's either ten or nine or twelve, one of those ages. And so he's one of these ages, right? And he he writes this note to Becky, and he's all like, "Pass it down to Becky, man." And so Becky gets it, and she looks at him like, "Really?" And he's all like, what's up? And she's all like, really, really? And then his buddy's all like, what's up? And she's like, all right. And she writes down something on there. She checks off one of the boxes, which is their friend or boyfriend, right? And then she puts it down. I do like he doesn't provide the option of not friends. Yeah. Like, you got to pick one of these girls. We're friends or we're dating, but there's no other option. Yeah, not enemy, not just Could you trash. imagine she crossed out both boxes and rolled back? mortal enemies and she was a rival Morgana. sorcerer oh yeah she became the body for morgana later yeah. in the movie. see that's where this was going and oh dude that would be way better too like because she just like at the end she just said girlfriend definitely and if it like went back later she's like oh no i checked friend that was he goes in to kiss her and she pulls back she's like no i meant to tell you before you went and did this it was friend don't kiss me <laughs> don't kiss well me. it kills me because she just puts it on that fucking Whatever it's called, that like ottoman. It's not an ottoman. Definitely not. She just sets it down next to her, and then they all walk away, and he has to go get it. Yeah, the wind like either pass it it fucking back down or hand it to him. Well, it gets blown away, and then gets stuck to a tire, and then gets stuck to a dog, and then blown away again into a store shop. It goes down like this alley, and at this point, I comment, maybe we're in New York City. This could be a Ninja Turtles movie right now. We could switch right into that gear. But instead, it flows right into Colt Cabana's shop. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Tobs. What's that? The director's last name mixed in with the Ninja Turtles. Sorry, I have to explain it. It's definitely not funny. (laughs) No, it's great. The turtles would have totally shown up in that lab that he has, too. Like, that's their kind of hideout. Uh, or that's the sort of setup like he becomes like a Baxter Stockman or Stockton or whatever. Like, in his weird back in his little fucking lightning lab. All right, so this is going ignore what they just said because no, we're making a better movie right now. They're jumping ahead to the to this spot, but this is still when he's a little kid, and that's when he meets Nicolas Cage. Yeah, this is where Blathazar Balky comes in. Yeah, and he's all like, "Yo, here's this ring," and he puts the ring on, and then the dragon does its thing and wraps around the ring, and then all of a sudden that other dude. Well, no, Nick Cage is like, "Hold on, I gotta go like get something to like show you." Stay here. Don't fucking 
you dumb little shit. Don't you fucking touch anything in here. God, God damn it. And the kid's like, okay, yeah, no problem. But of course, he gets curious about the ring and summons these fucking, what are they called? The containers. The Grimhold. Oh, the Grimhold. He summons these fucking Grimholds out of the wall and the spirits of Horvath and Vanessa with Morgana inside of her get pulled into the mix. Yeah, well, really, it's the first one. And it's Horvath Whatever, gets dude. released, right? And then Horvath's all like, all right, where's... I need the fucking Grimhold, you little shit. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to ruin you, and I'm going to murder you and your whole family. And I'm going to kill Nick Cage because I know he's your friend. Well, they're longtime enemies and rivals over the love of a woman, as we find out later. Yeah, we find that out later, and it's supposed to be this big reveal, but it just kind of felt like it was added I don't on. think it was supposed to be a big reveal. I think we should... Or it's also for kids, so they would lay out real obvious clues for you. Oh, yeah, I do forget this is a child's movie. I tried to watch it through that lens, and that's really the only reason I enjoyed it. I tried to watch this as like a oh, serious adult I, thing. I like, looked at it through the eyes of a 36-year-old man, and I loved it. Well, so did I, but I did it with the knowledge it was a kid's movie. It wasn't I forgot for it was a kid's movie. I thought it was for me. And that's how much you just love Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it doesn't matter what well, it, it's supposed to be through your end. It kind of had the love and allure of, uh, like, a, like a poor man's national treasure no poor man's harry potter poor man's harry potter mixed with a little national treasure flair i guess because they had for the grim old or yeah. whatever and grim, the grimoire grim hole grim old boom got it. yeah grim hole grimoire is like i know what a grimoire is it's like the book they're carrying around throughout the whole movie would be a grimoire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or it's like a bad armoire because it's grim <laughs> yes i'm giving you credit it was a nice pun yeah I'll take it. So he comes out of this store after this big battle goes down. The place is on fire. Nicholas Cage sucks Horvath back into this fucking urn, and now they're trapped in there as cockroaches or some shit. Like, dude, it was a badass magical duel. No, that was a great fight scene. That, after that fight scene, I was like, All right, I'm in for the ride on this because that was really fun to watch. If oh, nothing yeah. else, this will be fun. It definitely sucked me in to go. I am going to take this hour and forty nine minute ride. Well, he busts out, and all of a sudden, his like teacher and all of his classmates are outside the front of. Arcanical cabana and someone's all like he peed his pants well they made it a point to make it obvious that like something spilled on his lap when he was in the middle of this fight and so everyone made fun of his pee pants and he was like yeah but it's on fire and there's wizards and shit and like oh no buddy you're crazy and then yeah. he went to like i don't know they implied like he crazy went away camp. somewhere he went to crazy camp and he found out that it was just melatonin problems or something glucose glucose i think it was glucose the sugar level problems made him Hallucinate. Hallucinate wizards? Yeah. That's cool, man. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> and that's when we jump forward 10 years. Another <laughs> jump in time. It's our third jump. Because that's that's how long, based on whatever spell was done, Horvath and Bartholomew were sucked into the urn. Yeah. And because it's a 10 year urn and 15% interest. Well, I mean, the 10 year urn means, you know, you lose 10 years of your life. And they were fighting in that urn the whole time. I mean, I guess it's nice for them because most urns are eternal urns, so they only had a 10-year spell. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, thousands they're of like, years into their oh, existence cool. already. Fuck those they're like, 10 heads. years ain't, ain't nothing. They're like, I could sleep for 10 years. Yeah, I'm just a bunch of cockroaches. What's the fucking problem? Yeah, Nicolas Cage is just dust. But when he comes back out, he's wearing a slim pilgrim hat, and I thought and it was really like, funny. And he's all like, yo, what is it, or where, where am I, or when am I? 
And he's like, oh, this is New York. And he's like, no, not where, bro. He's all like, what, t- what year is it, bro? Oh, that's Horvath. That's what, I'm pretty sure that's what Horvath is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we get back 2010s, right? And Dave's all like running around, and he's all like, oh, man, I got to teach this class from my teacher because he's kind of being a dick, and I'm a teacher's aide. And But also this experiment I'm doing with a Tesla coil is fucking failing, so I'm a failure in my personal life, too. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, so I'm going to go teach this class. And he's teaching the class, and, like, he drops a pen or something, and he goes down to pick it up, and he's all like, god damn, this bitch ain't wearing no panties. And she's all like, hey, you get a good eyeful? And he's all like, uh, yes, I did. Oh, shit, do I know you, Becky? Oh, my God, it's my childhood love of my life. How you doing? And she's all like, hey, what's up, Dave? Didn't you pee your pants? And then he looked down, and he peed his pants again. Because she's into that kind of thing. And that's it. She looks at him and goes, oh, I'm glad you did. And she's like, by the way, I definitely wrote down the boyfriend box. And she winks at him. And then I wrote a little asterisk underneath it that said, piss play with a question mark. I love a golden shower. Where's my golden shower? A dude with that magical ring, he could give her I a fucking lifetime of golden a showers. golden shower. Where's my golden shower? Is that the office? Yeah. Yeah. Where's my golden Okay, so then Horvac. Horvac. I love Horvath. Is Horvath from something? Nope, I'm not. It sounds that like joke. a more ma- natural name than Horvath. All right, so this this guy Horvath is his name, the correct name. He shows up at Dave's apartment and he's all like, "Here, I found this little fucking thing that I stole from a backpack and I remembered it forever, and you got a B minus on it because you suck." And Dave's like, "Yeah, I was nine. and that's where we kind of play around with the times of. The years and movie, it, it's not It's not important. It really doesn't matter. It's extremely JT important to the plot of this movie. <laughs> In this case, it really is kind of like unfathomable. They couldn't pin down exactly how long it had been or how old he was. It is kind of important. He's about to die, but then Nicolas Cage comes and saves him with a magic falcon. That's what it was, right? It, it was the, one of the, um, like an eagle that was built off the side of a building is like a gargoyle yeah. sort of thing is whatever, that a gargoyle or is a gargoyle a gargoyle a gargoyle is a gargoyle but i don't know what you call that particular type of like eagle head overhang i don't think it is a gargoyle but I, that's the only like terminology i could liken it to but it was part of the architecture of the top of a gigantic skyscraper that he magically turned into a flying falcon like he was gandalf like just oh that around. at the end of the movie uh dave and becky used the fight of france that would be an awful flight Across oh, the ocean really on a fucking metal bird. Well, I mean, I'm sure he could like magically put a like a dome around them or something. So like, yep, doesn't have to deal with the shit. Inauguration the, of the pleasure dome. Who the fuck wants to go to breakfast in France? I see. Probably at first, I, I thought he was implying that he was just like, "Do you want to go fuck?" By being like, "Do you want to get breakfast tomorrow?" Dude, right. Ignoring the fact that this is a kids' movie, <laughs> and they made like no reference to that sort of adult humor being snuck in throughout the entire movie, the character itself couldn't bring himself to like say, "I like you," let alone imply we <laughs> yeah. should be go fuck. But it was funny the way he worded it, like, "You want to have breakfast with me?" Which is in most movies like a, "You want to go back to my place, girl?" And I'll make you breakfast in the morning or yeah. at least throw some waffles. Well, that's kind of what I thought. I thought what he was getting at. And I was like, not in this like, movie. Damn. Bro. And this movie is PG. Oh no. He really He's meant trying it. To fuck. He's like, it's already four 30 in the morning. Let's just go get breakfast. I'm hungry. I just <laughs> fought Morgana Le Fay. It's not going to be four 30 in the morning in France, but you could get a fucking 
crepe all day long, baby. You get a fucking Royale cheese. I don't know if that'd be breakfast. I guess some people eat burgers for breakfast. A French burger for breakfast. Royale cheese. Yo, let me get that Royale with cheese. Can you say no. it like you're French? Royale with cheese. Le Royale. Nah. Yes, I need the Royale. I'm going to tell you right now, though, there are no burgers in this movie. None. No yeah, Royale. there are. Yeah, there are. Where's the burger? When at? he went to go get the Horvath, went to talk to that guy he knew was, whose son was the magician. He went up, he had like a burger stand and he was cooking burgers and he made the pentagram. Oh my God, there were burgers in this movie. Of all the movies in the world that don't have burgers, which is probably most of them, the one that I very confidently said didn't have burgers (laughs) had a fucking burger stand. Yes. Thank you for, see, I do look like a fool on this. That means I probably didn't get my trailer prediction right earlier. All right, so then what we have is, oh yeah. Harvath blatantly murders a civilian on the streets. Well, that's the funny thing about this. They use the term civilian for non-magic people. Like, they didn't even try to come up with something clever. They just went with civilian. Yeah. Muggles, muggles, at least, is an effort. He's a muggle. So, this dude kills a muggle, right? Just throws fucking knives at him magically. Then, Dave... Oh, so he releases the next Grimhold, and that has the Dragon Man. And the Dragon Man fights Dave, and this is where Dave gets his first little taste of being a magical guy. And Nick Cage is like, "All right, if you get the Grim Hole for me, and we like secure it, like I'll let you go, bro. Like you can give me the ring, and you can go with your Becky girl, and you can live a normal life." And he's like, "All right, cool, 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 cool." And Dave gets a little taste, you know, and he's all like, "Man, I think I want to be a. I think I want to be learning a couple more a little." The sorcerer's deals there, Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is like, yeah, taste needs some more, huh? He did refer to them as sorcerer's deals as well. First one's free. Yeah, he gave it to his first one's free. He even helped him out a little bit when he was fighting that dragon guy. He had to, man. You can't leave your well, fucking he was first-time a... apprentice to the wolves, well, or I mean, the dragons, like... as it were. No, there were wolves, too. He's a, he's a cut-rate Liu Kang. I was thinking Mortal Kombat in that scene. That That's what I was thinking the entire time. Was I was like, oh man, he's fighting budget budget Liu Kang. So they do a whole bunch of training, and here's a little Star Wars like Yoda and fucking Luke Skywalker kind of shit going on here. And then we we're slowly also building this Dave Becky storyline in the background where he's like he helps her at her job to like restore power or something like that. Oh, she's a DJ at a radio station. Yeah, she yeah, just yeah. loves music. And Dave's all like, yeah, I'll help you out with that, Shay. And, and she, I'm a wizard, Becky. And, and then he is like telling his buddy about this. And he's like, wait, you didn't even ask her out after that? And he's like, no, I'll see her again. She'll know. She'll know who I am. I'm the sorcerer's apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that happens, right? Then Horvath and this other guy, Drake Stone, they go to try to kill Dave when Dave is like, what is he doing? Did he walk Becky to class or something? He's like, Becky, I'll walk with you to class, but I got to go pee real quick. Now you just sound like fucking Jimmy Stewart. Like, that is ridiculous. Um, I don't know. When someone ends up in a bathroom, like, maybe he was fucking out there cruising for dudes, too. Just really mixing it up. 
I don't think he was mixing it up going cruising for dudes. Yeah, and I don't think he's he was seen... implying sex with breakfast either, but we're all just having fantasies right now. So. Disney not that inclusive anyways. Definitely not back in 2010. Yeah, especially not now with what they did with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. They, people didn't like that it was inclusive. Like, we can't have inclusivity in the Star Wars world. It's not a possibility. Ah, uh, so where are we at here? Uh, oh, yeah. This the bathroom where... scene, right? Well, after that bathroom scene, well, like, I guess in the bathroom scene, what, like, Nick Cage comes to save the day once again for Dave, and he traps uh, Horvath in the mirror, and then the other guy, he... Hungarian mirror trap, I think is what it was called. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what he called it. And then the other guy, what did he do to the other guy? Just kind of choked him? They threw him in the stall, didn't they? Yeah, he, like, lifted him up like Darth Vader, like, force choke and, like, threw him at the lockers or something. He fucked him up. Oh, like yeah. That. And then, like, the guy was passed out in the bathroom stall. So then that's where Dave starts to use magic to clean, like, in Fantasia. Yes, basically. There's a live-action like Fantasia scene. Yeah, and things oh, at all. Disney reference in the beginning, the Buzz Lightyear alarm clock. Oh, yeah, yeah when they cut to present day at the time like 10 right. years later yeah it comes and now you got the fantasia when oh, they made a direct star wars reference at one point too with before the jedi yeah. mind trick and everything well and then this is where we get to the exact part in the movie where they reveal that nor norvath and no norvath horvath and nicholas cage were best friends before veronica picked nick cage over horvath and horvath's like all right well then fuck y'all i'll just be the bad guy yep mm-hmm and then so Horvat decides, he's like, all right, I'm going to kidnap Becky and make this fucking bitch Dave trade his magic fucking dragon ring and the grim holds that are left, which is, I believe, just the last two. There's the little demon girl and Morgana. Something like that. Yeah. And he ends up killing, I'm assuming killing the fucking magician guy that he was with. Yeah, to get his powers, and then he kills the little girl. The little girl he used to kidnap Becky, and then, yeah, he kills the little girl and steals her powers. He gets the magic ring from Dave, and then he releases Becky back to Dave, and then he just kind of gets the fuck out of there before Dave's like, alright, we need to fuck this shit up, stop them from creating the sky pentagram, so you got to go destroy that fucking satellite or move it a little so it fucks up their shit. Becky does that. They fuck that shit up. Then Morgana gets taken out of Veronica after she is, like, released. Not just taken out. Nicolas Cage slurps that soul down. Yeah, right? he saves body. her like Veronica did to him at the beginning of the movie, right? And then she's all like, fuck your body. I don't want it. And she just kind of, like, gets out of it. Is that what that seemed like? That's kind of what it seemed like to me. She's like, yeah, I can just exist as this, like, vapor. And then Dave's all like, I'm going to level up and become the Prime Marlinian. (laughs) Dragon Ball Z right here. Kind of, yeah. And it's not Marlinian. He's not a fish. Merlinian. The Prime Marlinian. The the Prime Marlinian swims at the Prime Meridian and is not the Prime Marlinian. (laughs) Anyhow, he kills Morgana. Then Veronica's like, oh, it's Nick Cage's time to go. It was just too bad. Like, I never got 
to love him. And so Jay Barshall comes in and he's like, oh, I don't think so. And he starts like putting electricity yeah. on his dick. And he's like, oh, wake up, see? And he starts fucking pumping on his chest while he's putting electricity on his dick. And he's like, oh, wake up, see? I love you. I need you to fucking come Nick back Cage and blow like, a load on my chest. A load of electricity. <laughs> Where are you, see? And Nick Cage is like, oh, I had a dream that you were making fun of me. And, and also touching my wiener. Which and, was and Dave's right. like, Dave's like, well, uh, baby. And Nick Cage is like, all right, well, I'm going to go love on Veronica so you can get the fuck out of here. And Becky's all like, hey, baby, what are you doing? And he's all like, you want to go get some breakfast? Oh. He starts throwing the electricity at her crotch. Cut to credits. Yeah. And then you cut all the way to the end of the movie, past all the credits, and we get a little bonus scene. Where we see Fantasia's hat and another bad guy for the sequel that never happened. Like we discussed earlier in the podcast, our thoughts on why the sequel never happened. Because the movie did terribly domestically. I also think, I think it was an Aladdin reference when he was on top of the roof with Becky. And she's like, I'm afraid of heights. And then he puts his hand out and is like, do you trust me? And he's oh, like, I heard you say you thought it was a land preference, but I totally missed what had happened on screen. But oh, oh it definitely must have yeah. been. And he's like, he's like, I'll show you the world. That was also that was extra special end credits. When yeah, they, they did the musical number. Other than the bonus features. That's right. That is in the bonus feature. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically like a little five minute short covering all of Len and the making of the musical number. I can show you the world. That's they the also had right. those Magic the Gathering uh, poster cardboard cutout thingies. For and Drake I, Stone. Yeah, I wonder what if there was anything going on there. Because I think Morgana, the name Morgana is from Magic the Gathering. Morgana Le Fay is from Arthurian legend. Oh. That's, that goes back to like, well, I guess that's stories. got nothing to do with it then. Well, they, I don't know. Because, no, they harvest from... Because I wonder why they had that Magic in there. The Gathering. So they might have made a Morgana Le Fay card in Magic. I don't know. They've done a lot of different kind of phases and shit. So it wouldn't surprise me, but it also, well, what kind of payday did Wizards of the Coast get yeah. for having that go on in there? It's Disney money, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's why this movie costs $150 million to make. Because of Wizards of the Coast. No, they had a, I mean, I'm no, just No $130 price tag for those, like, two cardboard cutouts they had. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of little shit like that. There's also, I remember seeing a Mountain Dew ad right in the beginning Correct. of this movie. There was Mountain Dew bottles and shit all over the yeah. place, like, oh yeah. But again, I don't ever have a problem with that kind of product placement because in the real world, people have that shit in their fridge. Well, so, like, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. Like, so, just don't make it weird. Like, they're drinking the can, like, purposely facing the logo towards the camera. Like, it looks like a commercial. Now. Yeah. That's when I'm like, world. get out of here. That's exactly oh, I know, but... right. So that's pretty much this movie in a nutshell. Anything else that you guys want to add about this movie right off the top? No. Or, I guess not off the top, but you get what I'm Yeah, saying. we're off the bottom at this point. That's all I got to say about that. All righty. So that brings us to the portion of the podcast where we are going to rate the Sorcerer's Apprentice on a scale of 1 to 50 Randy Quaid's, where 1 is the absolute worst rating you can give it, and 50 is the absolute best thing you can give it. IMDb. IMDb rating is 30.5 Randy Quaid's out of 50. Pretty much right in that wheelhouse of movies where it seems like our wheelhouse is from IMDb is usually somewhere between 30 to 35. And uh, who wants to go first? Give it a 25. Right down the middle. 25. All right. Is there anything else you want to comment about that? I mean, it was all right. I like the magic and stuff. 
I don't really like what's his face, Jay Baruchel. I know. Like, I think going forward, if they went forward with this as a series, and he was supposed to develop into like a Nick Cage stature, like Nick Cage's character stature, I would have never believed it. Like, no, unless if he that's did, like, his a... real voice. Like, come on. Like, after I think you said is. the Christian Slater Kermit the Frog, that's all I could fucking yeah. hear. Yeah, there was at a point where he was talking to Becky. I was like, this is a weird combination of Christian Slater and Kermit the Frog. And I've seen him in other movies. Whether he talks like that in real life, that's his shtick in movies. That's how he talks in everything I've seen. Oh, I'm life. pretty sure that's how he talks, like, in real life. I think so, too. And he, I just, I'll wait until my review, but yes. Because he kind of seems like a Peter Parker sort of character, but not as cool as Peter Parker. I mean, Peter Parker's kind of a little bitch, too, but this guy yeah, was on well, another level. He's no Spider-Man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is on a whole nother Like, level I would have never buy him in the future being, like, a hero. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I thought Nick Cage was good. I liked his role in it. Would you watch it again? No. Would you recommend it to other people? No. All right. I'll jump in here because I'm right along the same lines. I'm going to go with a 27. Simply because of the things I pointed out earlier. I think the fight choreography and the fight scenes were really good. I think a lot of the special effects were really good. Especially for it being 11 years later now. I don't think they look cartoonish because it's a kid movie. They're kind of cartoonish, but it doesn't hurt this movie. Um, Nick Cage did a great job. I liked Alfred Molina, but Jay Baruchel fucking just, I can't buy into it. I don't like him. I don't like him in anything. So 27, I won't watch it again. I, I'd recommend it for kids if you got kids and they love magic shit and I will not buy it. All right. So, uh, I'm going to drop my score a little bit, but not much. I'm going to give this movie a 39. Uh, I think it was fucking great. I think the only thing that brought this movie down from being higher was Jay something. Jay Barstool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay yeah. Barstool. Like coming from me, I think him, oh, his Jay acting comes down like 10 points for me. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like this movie, this movie could have been closer to like a great movie. Like it could have been closer to a 50 out of 50 had they done better casting and I feel like better casting would have made for better domestic gross, which potentially wouldn't have killed this entire franchise. Because yeah, if they're trying to make a star out of Jay, then that's the wrong decision. And maybe you put a different person in that role and it does draw better domestically. Like someone else trying to come up at that time that just going to be a bigger draw. He's just, he's a very specific type of actor. Seth Rogen is an example of a guy who got over being that type of actor, but he's an exception, not a rule. Yeah. And I know they are buddies and they work together. So that's an intentional comparison, but. Like, I hope he never takes a role like this again, like a hero sort of role. Because we got the world 11 years later now. Again, unless he pulls a Kumail and the Johnny and he works out and gets fucking buff on top of being a nerd, maybe. Well, now I'm always going to think about Christian Slater when I see him talking, though, because like the pacing of his lines. It's again, it's like a seventh rate Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. With Kermit. Either way, I really love the fantasy aspect of this movie. I thought it was really cool having like the bloodline of merlin and having these like apprentices of merlin that that it easily explains why they're able to live for thousands of years and all this just like crazy cool magic shit and yeah then on top of it it being a kids movie so you can like watch this with your kids and shit and like feel have no fear of anything bad i'm certain i'm certain that most of our listeners do have children yeah, and well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can listen to your, 
listen or you can watch this movie with your kids honestly i believe at least half of our audience is children so watch this movie kids yeah yeah so watch the movie if you're a kid and show your kids if you have kids don't show strangers who are kids though no please don't do anything with strangers that are kids yeah yeah it's a general rule also nicholas cage killed it in this movie great great acting he didn't really try to throw his voice which was good and um overall really happy with this movie 39 out of 50 randy quades and uh that's about it for the sorcerer's apprentice but i think that we can all agree that you can catch all of our new episodes and you can uh subscribe to our show on apple Podcasts and spotify and apparently you can rate them on apple Podcasts. i think and of course you can go to 50randyquades.com to download or listen to any of our episodes even the first few episodes such as the counselor highly recommended next time on 50 randy quades episode 136 the voices is this hunt heading into halloween season is it that is. we're finally there oh it my is. god i'm so happy this starts our uh returning halloween three pack like a Ryan right Reynolds movie? It is. I made a mistake. Well, not necessarily, but I forgot that you would pick this, and I've already watched it recently. Doesn't matter. So, no, it doesn't, because now I get to watch it again. Because usually on this show, it's the first time I've seen a lot of movies, especially, like, I don't ever pick anything myself I haven't seen. But uh, this one I watched recently, and I do have opinions about it. I love this movie. Obviously, this is my pick. And, uh, yeah, we're starting Halloween 3-pack. Until next time. We watch movies so you don't have to. Peace out.